Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I think you, under, you may underestimate Kyle Shanahan's requirement of being able to control his surroundings. Here's your deal. Here's the thing. It, it, uh, well, okay. I'm not finished. I'm not saying you're wrong. He might just say, go ahead, do what you want. That doesn't strike me as the Kyle Shanahan we've come to know and love or know and hate, depending on your opinion. I think he's a guy who believes that his offensive system is perfectly fine as it is, and he's got the numbers to prove it. Every time he's had a healthy representative team, they've been in the top five in offense. So I don't think that's when Does he's going to prevent that. Does what? this prevent that? I don't know. I don't but think, I think it it's a, But I think it's a, a thing that would need to get addressed b- between two very headstrong guys. And I think that's that would have to be sorted out almost down to like the atomic level where, you know, look, if it's third and three and I want this run, you're going to run it. Or if it's third and three and I see something I don't like, you have to get out of my way. They have to work that out ahead of time. And they have to work that out ahead of time to the point where they're working it out before they agree that they're going to work together. I think it just needs to be as granular a conversation as you want it to get to. Or it's as simple as this. Who cares? Who cares how we win? If it's that much to you, Kyle, where you'd rather fail with the plays you believe in than succeed with the corrections Brady might make... Well, then we're all banging our heads against the wall, pretending that a Super Bowl is the priority in the first place. But here's, but here's, the, who cares who gets the credit at this point? However, it, Kyle was wired. It doesn't matter anymore. Here's the new wiring: win the Super Bowl, come hell or high water in 2023, year of our Lord. That's it. But, That's it. Who cares who gets the but credit? Who cares? It's how it not happens? about the credit. I'm going to say it again. It's about who believes they know more about the offense than. The other guy. That's credit. And, no, cares? it's not credit. It's not credit. Well, whatever it's you want to control. call it. No, it's control, control of what is gets credit. done. No, control is not credit. Then whatever you want to say. What needs to be solved? Solve that. I don't care okay. what your issues All are. All right, and my care. point is, Kyle Shanahan is not a guy who's failed with this offense. The offense has been... What's the goal? Win the Super Bowl. Yeah. He hasn't done that. That's failing. That's, That's it. N- it's a, no, now, don't get me wrong. We have learned... The gears turn out a very good product. There is no debating that Kyle knows what he wants to do and has done it quite well. The only ask left, the only 
positive litmus test that needs to come in from the pH balance is, did you win the Super Bowl? Because anything that says, no, we didn't win the Super Bowl, means that didn't work out the way it was supposed to if you think this team is as good as I think it is. That, and, who cares? Control, power, prestige, veto. What a red line, whatever, whatever well, you want to call it. I don't you, care. You can decide that you don't care. The question I have is, don't do they care? Because I think they both do. And I also think we're still avoiding what is really the elephant in the room, which is fixing an offensive line that is great at run blocking and only average at pass blocking. All right. So let's get to that. Here's how you do it. Here's how you fix this offensive line. And remember, Brendel is a free agent. So you got a decision to make on him. You got Burford and Banks. First of all, you want to know what this offensive line was all year long? It was very good. It was very good in terms of pass blocking. The 49ers surrendered the sixth least amount of sacks in football. So you got a top 10 offensive line in terms of sacks surrendered, which is a good number to be working from when your three interior offensive linemen were clearly the weak spot. And I think... They all proved that they can play in this league and they will get better. And they all just got as big of a lesson of how good you need to be to compete at the highest level by taking on the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Seahawks in the postseason. They have been brought out to the proving ground. And they took their lumps. And hopefully these three, or even if it's two because you're not bringing Brendel back as a free agent... Hopefully these guys have the single greatest offseason of their lives where they are focused on recovery, power, nutrition, and they all come in as wired for excellence with a year of playing high leverage, real big boy football underneath their belts, and they're better. And if they're better, that's improvement. Having said all of that, you then go about drafting or, or signing the best available guard or center in free agency. And then when the draft comes around, you are drafting interior offensive line multiple times. You're adding depth, possibly the threat of a starter to Banks or, or, or Burford. And I, I think you look at what you have and you don't say, we need a full rebuild. Give me the best available I can find on the market. We'll add depth through the draft. And that's how we rebuild this offensive line. And then you got a question on McGlinchey. How much do you want to spend there? Do you even want to bring McGlinchey back? Because if you want to talk money, here you go. The starters set for free agency are Mike McGlinchey. And I know that he has become enemy number one in terms of complaining about offensive linemen. But this is going to be a tough choice for the 49ers. They like McGlinchey. They like him as a teammate. They like him as a player. More than the fans do. So you got McGlinchey. You got center Jake Brendel, who is a free agent. You got Jimmy Ward and safety uh, Tashawn Gibson. You got Samson Ebukam. You got Aziz Al Shair, and you got Robbie Gold. Those are basically your free agent decisions. So you can bring back an awful lot of the interior offensive line, which to me was much maligned and is better than anyone wants to say it was. And you you work from there. If you want to upgrade two or three starters then be willing to pay the price to do that too. But again, you add Tom Brady, you also got the fastest release time this side of Dan Marino in football history. So that helps. I think that there is a solution to solve and improve 
this offensive line without it being a devastating cost of picks or even free agent money available. Just get the best guard or center on the market that you can. If there's a right tackle that is so, yeah, that would be an instant upgrade over McGlinchey and you let McGlinchey now walk in free agency, go ahead and do that if you need to. Remember, they're also going to have to extend Nick Bosa. He's got one year, $17 million left on his deal, and he is not taking the field without an extension. And he's about to become the highest paid non-quarterback in the history of football. We're talking about a $32 million contract at the least. He's making Aaron Donald money. As he should. As he should. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, look, I don't, I'm not anti-Brady. I just think that this is a much more nuanced and convoluted situation than it seems at first glance because ultimately I can get around the age if you're just willing to go we're going one year the hell with it but I needed I need more clarity which I'm not going to get by the way on why Shanahan and Lynch looked at him at age 42 and said we can do better I think you're and then looking at a younger Garoppolo and the promise of and thinking this this might fill the bill. Well, why isn't why isn't Purdy that Garoppolo then in this scenario? He might be. And if he is, what a freaking mitzvah it is for the 49ers and the biggest move they need to make is no move at all. Congratulations. Okay. I'm I, that's Who fine. Who I just knows? I I just have a hard time understanding how Kyle Shanahan would view Tom Brady, four years older, as more desirable than Tom Brady back then. And I don't see how he does. I'm not saying the fit is perfect, man, but there is no perfect out there. There is no perfect available on their own roster. Tom Brady is imperfect in many ways, but I think he gives you the best swinging puncher's chance to host the NFC title game next year ahead of Purdy, ahead of Trey Lance. And hey, look, maybe there's a Trey Lance miracle. Maybe there's an absolute Trey Lance miracle, and you know what? The light goes on, and all the pieces now suddenly fit, and the 49ers next year are running some sort of version of the West Coast wishbone, RPO, eye candy, everywhere version of the Eagles' offense, and Trey Lance is everything he was ever promised to be, and that means you've got nothing to worry about. Maybe. Or been on Tom Brady. I think I'd rather bet on Tom Brady. I think he got better odds with Brady than with that. And again, Brock Purdy, you get to learn from Tom Brady for one year, man. I know you want to play. I know you just had a lot of success. It's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. It's a lot easier to find out that you didn't, you know, you weren't named lead singer of the band when, you know, they they this they went with Mick Jagger. Sure, he's a little old, but it's it's Mick Jagger. What are you gonna do? <laughs> How do you, no, I should be fronting this band. You're going with Mick Jagger instead of me? Come on, man! I I, I was a really successful bar band singer. Yeah, we're also assuming that Brady wants to come here, and I don't know if that's true either. And his desire to want to be here is part and parcel of all of this fitting together. Yeah. So yeah. who the hell knows? Yeah, I'm just exactly. talking, and we're talking. It's a sports talk radio show, and I think that that is a reasoned, rational discussion who's the next defensive coordinator well again we're talking about an uncapped decision so vic fangio steve wilkes go ahead 
either way, one of those two guys is a full-on living, breathing, I'm not worried about it hire. Jed, make either one of those guys an offer they can't refuse. I would say it's real simple. Hey, Vic, we've seen you do it before. Uh, we know how good you are. Uh, here is $35 million over the last three years of your career. You have nothing to ever think about money again. And just take it and do the job and then ride off into the sunset. God bless. Uh, there's there's no end of money they can spend on solving their defensive coordinator opening. I don't want to be pedantic, but I think you just paid Vic Fangio more than Kyle Shanahan. All right, well, Kyle gets a bump <laughs> then, too. Make money for everybody, Ray. Uh, when we come on back, our next guest is always money. Uh, yesterday on the stream is where you might have heard Kyle, uh, Michael Irvin. If you missed that, you will hear him next. And remember, once again, we've got uh, our friend Peter King stopping on by in our 5 o'clock hour as well. All coming up on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <laughs> Now back to Damon and Rado on 95.7 The Game. Joining us now on the Bud Light guest line, Michael Irvin, the Hall of Famer, the playmaker himself. Bud Light, by the way, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. And Michael, 49ers fans probably went home and had themselves a couple tall, cold ones after that one last night to drink the pain away. That was that was uh, a a stunning end to an exemplary season. But when it all came crashing down, 
It came crashing down hard and loud and fast. The minute Brock Purdy was knocked out of that game, the Niners were in a lot of trouble. The minute Josh Johnson fumbled the ball away on a shotgun snap right before the half, that was probably it right there. Yeah, and it was it was hard, man, when you see a team put in that kind of work, put in, you know, and to, to get to where you guys got to, you go through your first string quarterback, the second string quarterback, you land on the third string quarterback that that that, that has that kind of run, and then turn around and lose him early in the game. Yeah, that 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 was yeah, that was hard. And I'm gonna tell you something. Even watching that game early on, I thought, wow. I felt like I felt like they had you know they were exhausted. They exhausted all the means. I remember watching Greenlaw hit somebody and then he was stumbling. I was like, man, it feels like it's, it's, I'm, I'm coming through this airport guy. So I think right. it feels like that these guys have given all they had all season long and it's starting to come down on them and crash down on them a little bit. So it was, it was difficult to watch because I knew how hard those guys had worked and everything to get to where they are. And, and to see it work like that or fall out like that in that kind of situation, yeah, that was hard. Let me ask you about Josh Johnson. Obviously, you can't have much you know, hope for the team when a fourth-string quarterback who just signed with the team a few weeks ago goes in. But he's also a 14-year-long NFL vet who's probably taken more bad shotgun center snaps from more practice squad centers than anyone in NFL history. And he just looked with three delay-a-game penalties completely unprepared. I mean, I, I I was never expecting him to be spectacular, but serviceable from a 14-year-long NFL veteran, serviceable should be the bare minimum requirement. And I was stunned by how truly awful he was. He was peeing down his own leg awful all day. D, that's a hard spot right there now. I know I it is. how long you've been in the league. You popping in in an NFC championship game. I mean, whoa, wait a minute. The next step is the Super Bowl. Every kid that ever came from his mother's womb, and we all came from a mother's womb, sat in his front yard and said, I'm playing, play, I'm wide receiver, I'm about to get took out in the Super Bowl. And to realize, to be in that spot in that game, man, that's, and, and to think about all the hopes and dreams that are riding on you, all the other 52 dudes are staring at you like, dude, don't mess this up. That's a hard place for a young man to step in and have to play. It is. It is. But the way I also see it is, too, is here is a guy who has been a perennial, you know, if not backup practice squad guy his entire career. And the spotlight has finally found you. Like, do you want an opportunity to sit and sign your autograph at card shows for the rest of your freaking life or not, buddy? Like, here is your one chance. It's a big one. It's a big ask. But to be so unprepared for the moment. Again, three delay a game penalties. And uh, there's a little bit, Michael, I want to ask you about Kyle Shanahan and his culpability in yesterday's loss. Now, no one here is putting that on Kyle. He loses his quarterback, and your game plan goes straight to hell as soon as that happens. We get it. But didn't you think he needed to be 
a little bit more, if not ready with that challenge flag on the Devontae Smith catch that wasn't, even throwing it out there without the benefit of replay, just because the others see the other team huddling up so fast, so you think, all right, maybe something ain't right. Let's just burn a timeout. If that, you know, it's 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 right to know what the hell just happened. And then to not be standing right by an official and call a timeout as your fourth stringer is having trouble even getting the plays into the huddle. Like, could Kyle have been more pre, you know, proactive in helping that day not fall apart? Yeah, when you see that, those are the things that you start saying, okay, man, maybe, you know, you, 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 you throw that flag just in case or you call a timeout, give them some time to try to find out what happened, all those things. But but when that thing's going down in real time like that, you know what I mean? You trying to you trying to mitigate and make sure, hey, I'm gonna need these time, I'm gonna need these I mean need this challenge for later on and everything. That that that's what makes it difficult when you when you're going through that. When when they're going through that. Man, listen. <laughs> I, I I sat there and, and, and I got I gave Silly some credit for having a little signal, you know, what the bunch of was saying, throwing the signal, so hold up and see this is getting you know, he was throwing that signal. I was like, wow. You know, that, that, that's good on them. They got a signal. But then it, it does make you start saying, man, if something's going on, why don't they throw that challenge? But, but man, those things are crucial right there in that moment for, for every team to try to keep as much as they could of those challenges. Let me ask you to play a roster magician for a minute. Uh, Brock Purdy is being examined to see if he's going to need surgery on his elbow. <coughs> And if he is unable, if the surgery is significant enough that he's unable to play at all next year, what would you recommend the 49ers do at that position? Well, that, they're talking about with, 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 with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and all this coming back. What, what do I recommend they do at the quarterback position? Yeah. Well, that's a hard call, man. How you gonna put that on me, man? Come on, man. Hey, listen. You're in the airport. You got nothing else to do. I guarantee you right now, I guarantee you that that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch sitting over there said, you know, we got some things to discuss. And they really do have some, we got some things to discuss to get this back right. Because Bob Purdy did everything. He, he, he did everything he could to say in the urn more time, more work. He really did. When you talk about you put down, you went down the road, and this man at his floor. That's all I can say. He has to be at his floor because those were his first experiences on the football field. You can't be anywhere near your ceiling. I, that's something I got to search a little bit more. You know, I, I know Trey Lance is young, and he was at his. He's pretty much at his floor too. Uh, but, but boy, I, I would have to look into that long and hard because of what they started. Like, you get a player that comes on the field and start like he started. That, that's worthy of giving him more opportunity. And Brock Purdy has certainly earned more opportunity. I don't give a darn about draft capital. I don't care what you spent on who. When you got somebody that's playing like that, you got to continue to search that cabin and see what's in it. And in the meantime... You might want to give Tom Brady a call. I'm just going to throw yeah. that out there, too, because he's going yeah. to want to go somewhere that's actually got a chance for him to win. You know, Brady's not playing for gaudy stats anymore. He wants wins, and I don't think there's a team that could offer him more wins than the 49ers. Maybe the Titans, 
Then that would be about it. I, I don't even know if I'm saying the Titans. Now, I don't know if he wants to deal with a lot of issues Tom Brady dealt with this year. And what he dealt with this year was uh, he, he, he dealt with not a lot of him not being himself. So, listen, let me tell you something, too. I was so hurt and even after that game. It's just it's amazing how emotionally we get and caught up in all of this, you know, because you know, I interviewed uh, Debo that day. You know, a couple of days ago, he called me. I was working out. He called me. He said, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? I said, what's up, man? Why are you calling me, man? You know I'm interviewed late. So, dude, and the little stuff like that, it just lifts you. You know, you want to be able to share and pour back to these young men. And, and yeah, I, I felt that for him. I felt that for him after talking to him and knowing how much he really wanted to win that game. I felt, I felt bad for him. I bet you did. It's got to be a tough place to be operating from, to have, you know, the the opportunity of your professional life four quarters away from you, and then it's just over. I mean, there, there's nothing that comes to a screeching halt quite like a football like season, right? Right, right, like that, like that. Dude, and, wait, wait, wait. And, and now, look, and you go to these games. I was like, I, how many times I told you guys, oh, I think about that play with Deion Sanders in that 95 championship game every year. Every day I think about that play. That dude, that, that dude from Cincy that pushed Patrick Mahomes out. Yep. That was crying on the sideline like that, man. After having a great season, after having a great season, crying on the sideline like that, man. Dude, I felt so bad for him. There's this thing is going to, you know what I mean? It's going to linger. He it matters, and I hope he he gets some kind of way of making it up and, and have a great career. Well, yeah, the rest of his life is thing will be. I was about to ask you about that. Um, like Joseph Osai was clearly broken up afterward, even though his teammates, almost to a man, had his back. Uh, how long, just from the outside, do you think that lingers with him, or does he need to have a great game in similar circumstances to get rid of that? I'm thinking a little bit about Leon Lett, who was a very good player. But he gets stripped at the in the end and short of the end zone by Don Beebe, and that's the thing people remember about him. Yeah, but getting stripped short of the end zone by Don Beebe, you still get that Super Bowl ring. Right, he'd have taken us to fifty-nine from the fifty-two. That would have been a record. But you still, Leon still has that ring. That kid was walking in, and those other kids. Oh, and those other guys were saying, "Why'd you touch the quarterback?" That's what he's going to be remembered. His teammates, his boys, hollering, how could you do that to us? How could you do that to us? You know, and, and him, that feeling of letting his team down, that's what I dealt with. Like, man, if I would have went up and got that ball, we could have been in a different situation, different place. And, and, and I think about it every day. I just, I just, I really felt for him. Watching his interview, man, I wanted to cry. Watching that kid's interview after the kind of season he's had, I just can't miss, I can't announce pronounce his name. That's why I just say it. Joseph Osai. But after the kind of well, after the season he had, the season he had, yeah, that was that was hard, man. But it just shows you guys what this means to 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 the players on the field to be in that position, man, and and to get that shot at, at another Super Bowl. Michael Irvin with us here on Damon and Ratto. And earlier, Ray asked you, you know, how you'd go about fixing the 49er quarterback situation. I got an even bigger ask. 
Michael, how would you go about fixing NFL officiating? And I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, that Niners fans got jobbed by officials, but they were penalized 11 times for 81 yards and that's the most penalized team in this postseason. I mean, you know, they they got thrown flags thrown at them they're like they were wearing Raider uniforms. The second most penalized team this postseason was the Bengals in the AFC title game. They were flagged for 71 yards and nine different flags. Is it time to do away with all-star crews? Is it time to start developing better officials, paying them more, having an off-season study program for them? I mean, it feels like this league has gotten better about everything. The games are better, the players are better, the coaching's better, the stadiums are better. Everything about the NFL is getting better all the time, except officiating. What what can be done? I, I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this, and especially at this place. I say even more so now than even before. We should enhance all of these things. I, I understand that some things you don't want to go back over and do over, and because of time, because the time and the time it takes that you just say, hey, let's keep them moving, let's keep it moving, we want to get the game in in a certain amount of time. But the playoffs, I don't care. We can start changing these rules. We, we, you work too hard to get here to lose this game on a bad decision or a bad call by a ref. That means you no good. I, I, I was watching the basketball game, the Lakers and the Celtics the other night. <laughs> LeBron James, 105-105 to score. He goes, take the drive. And clearly, Jason Tatum slaps his hand, his left hand, he can't get the ball. And, and, and clearly, it's a foul. Nobody made the call. Right after the game, they all apologized. That's a regular season game. Uh, you don't care that mistake. But that mistake like that in a playoff? Especially in the NFL, where it's one and done? No, dude, that's unacceptable. I'm not putting in eight, nine months of work to get to this one place, and then you miss a call, and it's all over for me. That That's unacceptable. And, yeah, something has to be done about that. Do you have a theory on what must be done first? Is it fixing the rule book so that it's more sensible? Is it figuring out a way to make replay more rational? Is it just training officials better? Do you have any theories other than this is unacceptable? Well, right, 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 right. First of all, the, the number one theory should be, I don't care about uh, optics and, and you feeling bad. I, every call, I, you should have a crew already examining every call. Have your own personal crew somewhere watching the game and examining every call. When a call is made, if they can see that it wasn't a good call before any coach throws his challenge, they should fix it. But see, they don't want to jump in and fix it, and so they hide these things under, well, that was a judgment call. Come on, man, stop that. That was a bad call. You can put judgment on it if you want, but that was a bad call. Fix the bad call, and let's move on and play the game, especially in the playoffs. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get a crew. And our playoff games, I'll have you another crew watching the games on TV and why they get, and, 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 and you put, I don't care if you put a camera on every call, whatever, and they're reviewing the calls before. They should, I understand that Shane Kyle Shanahan should have challenged that Smith play. But what's wrong with the right crew, with another crew, seeing it even before he has a chance to challenge and taking that decision out and say, whoa, 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 that was a drop. Let's change it right now. That's what I would like for them to do too.
Michael, you got are you leaning any early way on this Super Bowl? I mean, obviously this isn't your definitive end all be all take it to the bank pick, but just looking at, right. you know, the first few hours of Chiefs V Eagles, what do you see? I'm trying to figure which way the Chiefs are going to run this race. You see what I mean? I looked over the schedule of the Eagles. They haven't faced a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. The only game they faced him was that that, that, that Green Bay Packers game when it's with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers took him to the end. Took him to the end with the team he had. We knew, we know what kind of team that was. Um, and, you know, they were fighting to get in the playoff later on. And, and certainly, and then, you know, it just did make it fell apart. But, but, then Detroit sent them home. But, but I was looking at the quarterback play because everybody said they had the easy schedule. They had the easy schedule coming into the season. Who have they faced? They haven't faced anybody like Patrick Mahomes, but Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers played him closer. It tells me Patrick Mahomes, with where he is, and if his ankle will be better than it was, he should be able to give you some fit with what he does. But I also harken back to 2019 when they lost that Super Bowl to Tampa Bay. What was it? They, because, because they got at and got after Patrick Mahomes. And boy, the Philadelphia Eagles got at and got after Brock Purdy, you know. And, and, and if they can get after Patrick Mahomes, like, like Tampa got after him, then, then they got a shot at winning this game, especially without a Tyreek Hill. But the one thing, the one thing Philly got that I say moves across the board, no matter what game you're playing, no matter who you're playing, is they play physical football like San Francisco. And trust me, Kansas City doesn't want to see that kind of physicalness. One more question about Patrick Mahomes, because look, Tom Brady's trophy case alone stacks up against NFL franchises. And, you know, kids think, well, if you didn't win a Super Bowl, you weren't very good at it. Uh, Dan Marino is as great as a quarterback that has ever played this game per just full stop. There was no one better than Dan Marino. You obviously played with and against the greats. Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Having said all that, is Patrick Mahomes the most tooled up quarterback of all time? Like, I don't, I, I don't, what box hasn't he checked? It used to be what? Pain tolerance. He has checked that box officially now. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a better quarterback than him. Yeah, it, it, well, and this thing's evolving, you know, it keeps evolving. I mean, when you say about a quarterback, quarterbacking has evolved in such a way. Patrick Mahomes. Is, and I use your Steph Curry analogies, but the Steph Curry. He does all the things that every quarter, every coach says, no, 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 oh, yeah. No, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can't live like that. Right. You would have gray hairs, your heart, stress, monitor, everything will be going off all the days of your life. Only Patrick Mahomes can do that and do it the way he does it, and, and, and it's phenomenal. He is playing some of the most phenomenal quarterbacks you've ever seen, and the way he throws this football, he gets it off no matter what. That's what makes him insanely incredible. You, you, he gives those receivers he has a two, three, and a four route. Even after the first route, the first play don't work, you'll get a two, three, and a four chance because I'm going to buy time, and, and, and it, it, there's not many people that can buy time like he does and keep his eyes up the field, make plays. Some of those throws he made yesterday was, was, was pretty incredible to be throwing off of that one leg. And I got to give kudos to MSV, uh, the MVS, 
for showing up, for showing up and saying, not not my quarterback and making the plays he made and, and going over 100 yards. In analyzing this game coming up, how much time will you spend as a guy who does this professionally on the difference between the coaches? Does it matter that much come game time, or is it really just about players uh, performing? No, coaching matters. There's a reason. There's a reason Andy Reid has had five AFC championship games in a row in Kansas City. This is after he went to four NFC championship games in a row. In, 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 in four in four championship games in uh in Philadelphia, that coaching coaching matters. But I got to give Sirianni some credit on how he he he, he used uh, influencers, he used motion to keep those linebackers for the Forty ers at bay. And as I was watching it, I was saying, hmm, I wish Keller Moore could have done some more of this to help out the run game, like what I'm seeing Sirianni do. What's the old saying? Call me whatever you want, but don't call me late for dinner. Michael, whenever we call you, it is phenomenal. I don't know if we're going to talk to you like right before or maybe after the Super Bowl, but I certainly hope we get the chance to talk to you one more time this year. Absolutely, man. You know, you know, you know, you guys are family, man. We're going to wrap this thing up. We got to talk about this thing. We got to tell you, are you guys going to be at the Super Bowl? Well, now that the Niners aren't going, I don't think we are either. Uh, yeah, that's that's the sad part. I know, but I, but I'll keep you abreast. I'll be I'll be your reporter on this. Scene there you go. And keep you abreast of what's going on. We family, and I want to play. You know, I, I'll make sure I keep you in line and intact of what's going on out there. You're the man, Michael. Thank you so very much. Always good chatting, guys. Michael Irvin, and by the way, we have officially found out that Michael will be joining us before the Super Bowl. And after the Super Bowl as well. So we have two more conversations with the Hall of Famer coming up for you before this football season is put to bed after Super Bowl 57. Ray, we're going to be talking a little bit about Super Bowl 57 with the one and only Peter King, who's joining us around 5.15. We're coming on back here for our longest commercial free segment of the entire gosh darn broadcasting day. Uh, so that is what's happening in a matter of moments. We'll come on back with some end-of-year awards that the 49ers have handed out, including the Len Eshman Award, which is, what, Ray, is it, is it hype to say it's the longest, most prestigious team award offered in football? I don't know if it's older than the Willie Mack Award. I'd have to look that up. Not football. I didn't hear you say football. Football. I said oh. the word football. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure the Bears give an award for... Tuffy Lehman's or somebody. <laughs> Tuffy Rhodes. No, that's the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, stick around. We've got much more coming up again, including a conversation with Peter King in our uh, about-to-be next segment here on 95.7 The Game. Meanwhile, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear, the San Francisco 49ers, calhope.org, and of course, our friends at Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. All of our guests here on Damon and Ratto, all of our guests here on 95.7 The Game appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. That includes Peter King, who's joining us in about 22 minutes. Coming up around 5.15 this afternoon. Looking forward to all that. We got some end-of-the-year awards that the 49ers hand on out. We got more discussion of what their offseason needs to look like and really what the goal is, which is simply... Host the NFC title game next year. That should be the target the 49ers are shooting at. We'll take one long, last look back at the year with Peter King when he joins us in a little bit. Um, we got a lot coming up in the next 40-plus minutes. Let me quickly bring up the facts since the game is tipped off, and it's underway. Uh, LeBron James entered tonight's game at Madison Square Garden. 117 points shy of passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time scoring list. Maybe even more significant to that is the fact that he has already notched two assists, which means he is six more assists tonight shy of passing Mark Jackson for fifth all-time in assists. And if he were to have seven more assists, he would pass Steve Nash for fourth all-time on the list. <laughs> it puts him behind John Stockton, Jason Kidd, and Chris Paul alone on the all-time assist leaderboard. And again, here's a guy who's getting 30 a night. Ray, I did the math, and I used to calculate it to make sure I got it right. 30 divided by 4, or excuse me, 117 divided by 4 is 29 and a quarter. So yeah. we're talking about four games... For LeBron to be the NBA's all-time leading scorer, a true number that was so far in front of anyone that it was really rationally discussed as an unbreakable number. And LeBron is about to break that, and tonight there's a very good chance he will at least be uh, fifth, if not fourth all-time in assists. The Lakers' next handful of games are after the Knicks tonight at Indiana. At New Orleans, and then they then got the Thunder and the Bucks, and all of those games could be the game in which LeBron passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Five games from tonight, they're playing the Golden State Warriors. I don't think it lasts that long. No, it'll it'll get done either in, in either of the two home games, the Thunder or the Bucks. Yeah, preferably the Bucks. That's a Thursday night game, I believe, on TNT. Well, both. Both tickets for the Thunder and Bucks games are, I believe, the last time I looked, going at more than a thousand a copy, and that's for the last seat in the in the building. So, history is officially coming the way of LeBron James, and honestly, as someone who has ardently always defended Michael Jordan as the greatest player of my lifetime, the counting stats on LeBron 
I think, end that. I, I really do. How, how do you say this guy, who is one of the best rebounders, one of the greatest assist men, and the single greatest scorer in the league history, how do you take anything away from him? And I'm going to nip in the bud right now. The one complaint I know that's about to come in on the text line or Otis Bird the Third's chat line over on the YouTube page where someone's going to say, I don't like the way LeBron cries to officials. I'm not talking about the color of the vehicle. I'm talking about the horsepower under the hood. Personal preferences and opinions need not apply. LeBron James is about to truly be the X marks the spot of greatest basketball player of all time once he accumulates this total. I, I Who could argue against it anymore? I'd like to. I love a good sports argument. I don't think there's really one to be made anymore on Michael Jordan's behalf. And I love Michael Jordan more than anyone. Nostalgia is a powerful drug. I got very powerful nostalgia drug memories fueled about Michael Jordan. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what that argument could possibly be anymore. The argument was, is, and will always be personal preference. You're better off basically looking at the NBA as an imperial monarchy of which LeBron James is the sixth of those monarchs. George Mikan, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Bird slash Michael John, uh, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, and then LeBron. There's a gap in there where you could try to pit, pick, you know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal or Kobe Bryant, but I don't know. Tim Duncan. The, hmm? Tim Duncan. Yeah, Tim Duncan would be, well, he'd be part of that, but I think there are six guys who you can choose depending on how old you are and how far back you want to go. You know, um, I think you know, Mike is probably out of the argument because all the people who saw him are essentially dead. Um, but Bill Russell is worthy worthy of the argument just because he invented center's defense and won 11 rings. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, extraordinary. Michael Jordan, extra, I mean, the Larry Bird, uh, Mike, uh, Magic Johnson years, which basically saved the league maybe from extinction. And now LeBron. I mean, I don't know that anybody could make a case for anyone else. Uh, end of year awards. We'll probably see LeBron James's name in the MVP discussion once again. And deservedly so, given the fact the Lakers really are a one-man army with the ever-present injury to Anthony Davis that prevents him from taking the court more nights, more often than not. What LeBron is doing this year is amazing in year 73 of his career. It's really something else. It's, it's stunning. Uh, end of the year awards for the 49ers. I want to get back to there before Peter King joins us uh, about quarter after 5 o'clock here tonight on 95.7 The Game. Let's start with the man who remains on a list. He has not won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, but he is the team's nominee. Eric Armstead is the nominee uh, annually given to the player who best exemplifies a commitment to philanthropy and community involvement. What Eric Armstead has done to fund underfunded students in his hometown of Sacramento is significant. He's providing educational opportunities and as someone who does you know, kind of the same work along with the charity that I call near and dear to my heart here, the Guardsmen. I don't know if there's a charity where taking a young kid's opportunity to learn more can mean more to change the future. I mean, 
You can throw money at words of diseases. As much as that is a noble cause, the diseases remain all the time. Changing one individual's life due to the education they are receiving is powerful. And I think it's awesome that Eric Armstead is doing that. He is the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee from the 49ers. The three most important awards, though, that the team gives out. We'll start with the Bob McKittrick Award given to this team's most inspirational offensive lineman. And you'd assume that this award automatically goes to Trent Williams. It did not. It went to Jake Brendel. Jake Brendel uh, did a hell of a job this year. You know, he's a free agent and is either going to be invested in once again to come back even better than he was this year, or maybe he's replaced. But the fact that his other offensive linemen voted for him to win the McKittrick Award, that's pretty significant, I think. The Bill Walsh Award is given to linebacker Fred Warner. The Bill Walsh Award is voted on by the coaching staff and is given to the 49er who best represents the standard of professional excellence established by Bill Walsh. Congratulations to Fred Warner, who is as easy to spot in the middle of every good defensive play as anybody in football could be without being this year's Len Eshmont Award winner, who's Nick Bosa. The Len Ashman Award is voted on by players and is given to the 49er who best exemplifies the inspirational and courageous play of Len Ashman, an original member of the 46 49ers. He coached at Navy and Virginia, passed away in 1957. That's the year the award was established, and I believe it is the longest consecutively awarded NFL team award I, I don't think there's like a Hallis Award associated with the Bears that goes back as long as the Len Eshmont Award does. So it is a prestigious award won by only the greatest of Niners, and Nick Bosa has clearly earned his way onto that list. Yeah, you're right. The, I didn't see a Bears or Lions or Packers Award that goes back further than 1957, which is when the Eshmont Award was installed. So you're probably right on that. Say that again, Ray. No, you get one a year. You Boom! Just, you just blew it on Len Ashmont. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, Super Bowl 57, boys and girls. It's right around the corner. February 12th, Eagles and Chiefs. Uh, just so you get all the particulars down. So you get the away time from the kids. Not that I'm, you know, speaking from personal experience or anything like that. Uh, kickoff is scheduled at 3.30 our time. The game is going to be on Fox, Philadelphia. Appearing in his fourth Super Bowl game. They're one and two in the big game. This is going to be the fifth Super Bowl game for Kansas City, who's two and three in the big game. Somebody's getting a 500 in Super Bowl appearances, Ray. It's just the way the math works. It's the third Super Bowl to be played in Glendale's stadium. Kansas City opened as a two and a half point favorite. Now the Eagles are a one and a half point favorite. Uh, to what do you prescribe such volatility? Uh, it was it opened up at Kansas City minus two and a half, and then there was immediate uh, lashback from the from the wise guys who proceeded to bet it up to Eagles minus two and a half. And now I think some Kansas City money is settling in. This is when the mob money's coming in. No, the mob money, if you must. Um, 
that, that's basically those are the wise guys. They're the, they're that's the smart money. They bet into the line early, and then they they saw that the the early Chiefs minus two and a half was untenable, and the line got moved. And now it's sort of settling. I can't imagine, barring an injury, that it will change much from this point on. The national anthem will be sung by. Care to guess? Actually, no. Chris Stapleton. What's Chris Stapleton do for you? So far, nothing. What's Rihanna do for you, Ray? You got I, your I'm, umbrella? I'm Ella, aware of her. Ella? Ella? I've heard that song. There you go. Did Rih- not enjoy it. Rihanna's halftime uh, will be entertaining all of America. There you go. That is the Super Bowl 57 breakdown. We'll have much more breakdown of Super Bowl 57 in about 15 minutes from right now. When Peter King joins us on the Bud Light guest line, Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. That's what we hope your five o'clock hour will also represent. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.